Welcome to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. And it all starts with our thinking. I'm your host this week, not Lockie, Tim, and I'm joined with Archie from Waymaker Finance. Hi, Archie. G'day, Tim. Today, we're pushing back on the narrative and assumption that it's harder for young people to get ahead and build wealth compared to their grandparents and parents. Right now, young people have a great opportunity to get ahead and do well in their finances. We're going to unpack those reasons together. So, yeah, so what we're talking about is how there's all this negativity uh, that's being pumped out there around younger generation and that things aren't going to work for them. You know, the property prices are too high. The job sector is not good enough. Uh, there's just so many negative things that are that are put forward and saying that, you know, our young people can't get ahead. And this really isn't true. So today we're pushing back against that sort of speech. And so if you're a parent um, or even a grandparent, uh, make sure you pass this podcast on to the younger generation so that they can actually start to hear some positive things that they can do right now that will really change their world and change their wealth. I love that. Yeah, the future is bright. And in the headline, we wrote how young Australians can become millionaires. And it might sound clickbaity, but it's not. And by the end of the discussion, hopefully you'll realize that there's so much opportunity Mm. and whether you're a young person or a parent or a grandparent, that we can be people who can encourage the next mm. generation, that even though there are challenges, there's ways that we can build wealth and a future. Yeah. I was sitting in a, you know, waiting to get a blood test today and they've got the morning show playing. Oh my gosh, I hate those morning shows because they are just so negative and there's, yeah, it's just the way they put things across, you know, um, it, it just really annoys me because they're not giving a proper picture and they're, they're flogging stuff. That's their number one thing is to flog their products. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, but they're really pulling people into all this negative stuff uh, that just isn't true. And, you know, I had a client here the other day in these 60s telling me negative stuff again around the property market and I'm just going, hey, that's out of date. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that news story is actually out of date. Uh, it's not actually what's happening in the property market. Yeah, so true. So I guess mm. we're trying to be a different voice here. Yeah. Because it's easy to highlight the negative, but that is such a small portion of the reality of the yeah. situation. So mm. today, hopefully, we're going to encourage you. And mm. we made a list of five reasons why young Australians are in a great position to build wealth and become millionaires and even multi-millionaires in their mm. lifetime. Yeah. Um, so the first one is global peace and stability. Mm. We're living in a time, and especially in where we live in Australia, where there is global peace and stability, it is really high. And like you were saying, Archie, it doesn't seem that way if you watch the morning news. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, out of all of history, we're living in a great time. It's a great time to be alive and a great place to be alive here in Australia. Yeah. And look, there's plenty of good stuff happening around the world. You know, there's negative stuff. There's definitely wars still going on and there's definite issues that are happening uh, around the world. But at the same time, this has got to be our strongest time with economies, you know, with the size of countries, with the size of populations. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of growth in the last, what, 30, 40 years. And, and so things are going to change. That's, that's normal. But we're, we, we do have a lot going for us with the global peace that we have. Mm. So the recent pandemic that we all went through uh, really showed how resilient our economy is. And it may not 
feel that way, but the fact that we still all have houses and roofs over our head and food and mm. food distribution really shows that actually we have a resilient economy mm. and a resilient society. And that should be encouraging to mm. the younger generations. Yeah. It was funny, you know, hearing about how people started stockpiling things, you know, stockpiling food and that. And what do they call themselves? Um, preppers. Preppers, ah. you know, people calling themselves preppers. Yeah. Preparing for a global catastrophe. And you just go, well, how long is that going to last? Because if we've got a major global catastrophe, yeah, how long is your food going to last? How long is anything going to last uh, in that scenario? Yeah, I, th- I think we've got to take the positive side. We've got good governments. We've got, you know, they're not the best, but they're still good. They're still keeping things stable. And, you know, they're looking after our jobs, you know, our housing, our, our banking systems and keeping everything moving and, you know, mm. businesses, looking after businesses and keeping them moving. Mm. So, yeah, so that's the first thing. Yep. Okay, so on to number two, the superannuation system. Okay, so Australia has a really great system in place and one of the best retirement systems in the world. Could you speak a little bit into that, Archie, your thoughts about how, that, how young people can use that system, you know, secure their futures? I think this is where sometimes the negativity comes from is that, uh, you know, we have an older generation who thinks that the super system was a failure and and it was a total waste of money that they would have been better off taking that money and paying off their home. Um, But the reality is that it's a forced saving system which forced them to save money they would never have saved. And I look at results all the time where the older generation bought a house for $100,000 and now they owe 400000 on it. They've just kept borrowing against mm-hmm. their house. And, you know, the banks have really pushed that uh, to buy a car and to go overseas. And, and so, so debt levels have actually increased. And if they had had the extra money from super, you know, the super payments, and put that into their home, they'd be no better off because they'd still be carrying that debt and they'd have no super. Mm. So and whereas when we look at the younger generation here, which is what we're talking about, Mm. Um, they've only got to put in three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars over their working lifetime to generate three, four million in super, which which can go on and produce another eight million in income throughout their retirement. Right. So that's that right there is one thing. Yeah. By itself, that young people can do and yeah. invest in the slow, steady burn yeah. and be a multimillionaire. And the good thing is, is that they're already on good incomes. So mm. the stats are showing us that the younger generation, 25 to 35s, are actually on good incomes, which means they're getting paid good super. You know, we're up to 11% superannuation uh, contributions this July. And so that's 11%. And average earnings for that, that group of people is $113,000 a year. So, wow. you know, that's going to be uh, $12,000, $13,000 a year going into super. Mm. So that's, that's a really good contribution going in. And the super system is a low-tax environment, um, you know, so your super is able to really grow, you know, and it's getting invested. So it's not just sitting in the bank doing nothing. Mm. Yeah, there's so much flexibility, mm. which is which is a rare system to have yeah. and very unique to Australia. We should be encouraged and enjoy investing in that. Mm. So if you're 16 years old today, so we'll go younger. If you're 16 years old, you start working at a cafe or whatever other place is going to hire you, you're going to start getting super contributions. So super, super used to be limited to you had to earn at least a certain amount of money before you got paid super. Well, that's gone now. And now you're going to get paid super as soon as you start working. So for a 16-year-old, by the time you're 20, you could have $50,000 in super. 
And especially if you start using the government incentives of putting extra in out of your own pay packet, and then the government does extra contributions onto that for you, uh, you can easily get to you know thirty, fifty thousand dollars uh, in super by age twenty. Then add on forty years down the track, that fifty thousand can can actually become between two million and four million, depending on how you invest it. Great. So how does that? So how does that work, Archie? So you're saying, so I put in a hundred dollars, the government will then match that dollar for dollar. Um, so there's limitations. It's all the rules keep changing, so you've got to mm. keep looking at the rules regularly. But basically, you, you put in a hundred dollars, and the government will put in fifty. And there's limits on how much you can put in. Yeah. But also because you're a low income earner as, as a young person, you get all your tax back as well because superannuation gets taxed on the way in. And mm. uh, so they actually give you that tax back. So all your money that goes into super stays in super and actually mm. grows. So it's a really great investment vehicle. It's great, yes. And mm. Like you said, forced, forced savings. Forced savings, uh, yep. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously want more advice, talk to mm. a financial advisor. If you want to discuss this, you can go to waymakerpodcast.com.au and connect with one of our wealth partners and there's someone who would love to walk you through all this and talk with it. So mm. the next one, number three, flexible and fast career growth. So the world is changing and mm. it's looking different for young people. Mm. Um, well, I guess what have you seen? You've been in the workforce for a while, Archie. <laughs> been... You're trying to say I'm old. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> trying to say you're wise and, you <laughs> and you've seen different, different flows. <laughs> it still sounds old to me. <laughs> so in all your experience, <laughs> what would you say is how is workplaces looking different these days compared to how they have? Um, okay, so so we did have a real big push there years ago to improve the national statistics around unemployment. The government pushed people to stay at school and go to university. Mm. Mm. And that helped to overcome some unemployment issues that we were having at the time. But the sooner you start work, the sooner you start making money. And so... I'm not saying don't go to university or anything like that. I went to university as as a mature age person while I was still working. I uh, got my university, but I was working and earning an income, So, mm. which meant I had superannuation happening and I was able to buy a house and stuff. It's just a matter of how you actually process it. But the sooner you start, the, the faster you can actually move ahead, uh, both financially, but also in your career. Because people are looking for good workers. Uh, like I, what I saw with my friends, uh, you know, when I was at university, my friends were doing apprenticeships. And by the time I finished Gatton, they'd finished their apprenticeship and were on full wages. And I was starting as an apprentice. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I lost three years on my friends. And yeah. so they were able to buy houses quicker, you know, mm. and get things up and running quicker. Yes, yeah. And I was just, I was able to pay off my hex debt this week, actually. Awesome. The last of it. So celebrating that. Um, yeah. Very excited. But that's something I think we don't realize. And it's being talked about a bit more now, but it's not just an investment, but you also have this baggage that will affect your borrowing capacity and mm. all these things down um, the track. And you're making this decision at 18 often. Yeah. And you don't really know the consequences. Yeah. But but even even job wise, you know, if you if you take a job that's um, works as say in aged care where you can pick up shift work, uh, you can turn a, a really low paying job into a really high paying job mm. and, and can be earning as much as someone with a university degree. So mm. so you don't have to have the qualifications, um, but you do need to be looking at what you can actually do. 
yeah, I think for young people, that's something to think about as well. Yeah. yeah. It's also good too, if, if you've got a bit more background behind you before you hit university, um, mm. you know, you can actually then make some wise choices around what subjects you do. And so you don't end up with a bill that you didn't want to have. Mm, <laughs> and, and you can do subjects that, are, you know, will actually improve your situation and take you forward, which can actually be tax deductible. So you can bring in some tax benefits as well. Mm. So there's a lot available to our young people. Yeah. And it's not a matter of just, I'm just going to go to university and be this sort of person. It's, you know, start thinking about, you know, starting to work and getting into the workforce and, uh, and seeing what comes up and knowing, Mm. you know, getting that experience. Yeah. And I think workplaces look favorably on that. Uh, People who continue to grow. And uh, I know Queensland, as of this year, offering even free TAFE courses Mm. um, in certain industries where they want people. So definitely you can be creative about looking around what to study. And of course, there's a huge demand at the moment for trades yep. and people with skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I was just talking to someone this, this week, you know, who's finishing a trade. Uh, their income is doubling. Wow. And now that they've finished their three-year trade mm. and, and it's opened up the doors to so much more for them uh, where they can go. And especially also with trades, you know, you can end up in the mining sector uh, where there's actually a lot more money uh, on offer. Uh, yeah. So that we're not limited to having to be, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or something like that to make money <laughs> Yes, and to do well. Yes, that's yeah. true. And the McCrindle research is showing that our young people are earning up to $113,000 a year per annum on average. So they are wow. earning good incomes. Wow. That is great. Yeah. Yep. After the break, we'll talk about how young Australians can invest and build wealth in the property market. Welcome back. So point number four, access to global investment park markets. So this is not my wheelhouse. So I'm going to, Archie, what do you, how does this affect young people and, and how they think? Yeah, well, when it comes to investing, um, we've got so much on offer now. So again, there's, there's plenty of rubbish out there on YouTube and, you know, there's stuff that's not investing. Um, I, I use YouTube a lot and I see all the rubbish ads that pop up. Because uh, they know who I am and what I do, so therefore I get all the rubbish. <laughs> and uh, because of how strong our economies are uh, today, we've got companies you know that we can use worldwide and invest in. And so, so there's two ways to really invest. One is we invest through debt, so that's lending money uh, to companies, which we normally do through the bank. We might you know drop some money with a term deposit with the bank or into a fixed interest uh, investment uh, so we can lend the money to the to the companies. But when you lend money to a company, you're the last person on the rung who's ever going to get paid. Mm. So it's the owners of the company, which is buying shares in companies, where you get paid. <laughs> mm. and, that, and that's where you make your investments and that's where you make your money. So, yeah, so as far as investing in companies, we, we now have access, so much more access than we've ever had before to investing in companies across the world, in different sectors, in different countries. And uh, we've also got the ability to, you know, cross borders, cross currencies um, without uh, having any dangers from currency exchange rates. So so we, we've got insurances that can protect that. So, yeah, so 
So as far as investments, global investments go, yeah, there's heaps on offer. And they're, and they're doing really well. You know, mm. we're getting good returns on those. Uh, and so we're not stuck in Australia and just trying to invest in Australia. Mm. Great. And the last point is that we have a strong property market at the moment and there are more finance options. So there's a lot of ways to get a home for young people. And again, this is a big one where I hear a lot of negativity. Ah, in the 70s, mm. <laughs> I, I bought my house for $30,000 and... <laughs> and um, People are quite depressed in this area, young people especially, uh, but there's, there is some good news about this. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the 70s, we had dirt roads, no gutters. We, <laughs> we, the, the baker delivered to us, the butcher delivered to us, the fruit man delivered to us because we couldn't go anywhere. We didn't have buses and trains and services. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so lower land prices, you know, were because there was nothing there. You were basically living in the bush. Right. Mm. <laughs> yep. Especially in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> it really was living in the bush. Mm. <laughs> but you look at today, you know, with, with what we have available, hospitals, schools, you know, transport, mm. um, you know, all the, all the other things, gyms and cafes and the rest of it, you know, we're, it's, you know, the city is so different, you know, the suburbs are so different. And so you've got to pay for all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you come and live out in the bush out at Tara or Meandara or somewhere, um, you, you can pay 20 grand Stupid. for a property. That's true. That's true. I guess that hasn't changed <laughs> if you want a dirt road. Yeah, if you're on a dirt road and no facilities. Mm. <laughs> so, so it can still be done. <laughs> You've got to be keen, though. You're right, right. There's a movement, the, you know, and the, the small houses and part yeah. of caravan and a property, but I think most people still want to be within range of a hospital, which is fair. And schooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a job. And a job, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, job, jobs were pretty hard back then. You know, I remember mm. how hard my dad did it um, back in those times, 60s and 70s, mm. uh, in finding work and getting good work. So, yeah, very different to today. Mm. Yeah. So, so what are some of the positives, would you say, about trying to get into the market today in this current climate? Um, again, it's what every generation has faced is you have to be flexible. You have to decide, you know, what you can actually afford and, and then find something and go for it. Uh, mm. If you sit back waiting for your dream home, probably ain't going to happen. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's definitely not what our older generations did. You know, they got in and made things work. And, uh, you know, I remember the Italian family behind me when I was a kid growing up in Brisbane. And, you know, there was mum and dad and the kids and grandma and granddad and the uncle Mm. And whoever else turned up, all in a little tiny three-bedroom, one-bathroom house. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. But they and made it work. Mm. They made it work, and then they bought properties for all their kids. And, mm. and 20 years later, that family that started with that one little tiny house owned like four properties between right. them. Yeah. And so maybe it's true if you want to live in the center of Brisbane and have a certain lifestyle Maybe that is true. It's going to be tough for you um, to get into the property market. But yeah. if you, like you said, be flexible and kind of mm. change your thinking, there's opportunity all around, like yeah. townhouses, apartments, duplex, yeah. a little bit out of the city. Yep. Um, but there are options for us. Yeah. Granny flats, battle axe blocks, um, mm. a battle axe block uh, where you live behind someone else. 
Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there, there is so many options and developers are developing so much more today as well that we didn't have before. So yeah, if you go back 20, 30 years ago, we didn't have the units to buy that we have today. Yeah. And, and again, we didn't have all the facilities with those units either. So, <laughs> so, so, so there is a lot more that's on offer today. So I look at a young person today and, and recognize that they really do have so much on offer and so much to enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and I think today there are there's so much competition as well that's come with you know times and our economy, and that means there's more lenders. Yep. More competition with that, more mortgage mortgage brokers. Yep. And this helps. There's more ways of getting into the market for young people. So yep. from a lending perspective, there's all these different kind of options, and you can kind of figure mm. out something that works for different situations. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And the other thing too was, um, you know, we've got low interest rates. So people are complaining about the interest rates, man, sitting around five, 6%, that's where we should be mm-hmm. as an economy. Um, you go back to the seventies, eighties, you know, paying 18%, 20% interest rates. Yeah. This is very different. Right. And we also, back in those days, we also had, you know, inflation running at around 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, you can imagine 20% inflation, like go to the shop today and buy a bottle of milk and it costs you a dollar and then next week it costs you a dollar 20. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> my, my parents were in Zimbabwe when, they, yeah, when the inflation was great. It was literally the price on the shelf was different when you walked out the shop yeah. um, to go buy it. So, yep. yeah, it's crazy time. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. is very stable now. It's very stable. Yeah, we have very good banks. Uh, we have very good systems to enable young people to get into property mm. and, and to succeed with property really well. So, you know, we're seeing people pay off their homes in between seven and 10 years, and that is saving them hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest and enabling them to invest and grow their wealth. Mm. So, you know, that's why we look at this and we go, yep, there's heaps of opportunity. We've just got to get our mindset in the right place. Yeah, I love that. If you follow the rules that the banks laid out, mm. 30 years... And just pay your minimum yeah. <laughs> and be done with it. It will take 30 years. But I love that if we can just change the way we see things a little bit and we could have a different life in 10 years, in, yeah. in seven to 10 years. And yep. that's really, really exciting. Are there any schemes or things that young people could take advantage of? Schemes as in government programs <laughs> that young people can take advantage of in purchasing a home or in this area? Well, we've got the, you know, the 5% deposit scheme for uh, couples and <clears throat> the government's guaranteeing the other 15%. So that means no loan mortgage insurance. And mm. so as long as you show genuine savings of 5%, you can get into the property market. Great. So uh, that's that's a great one. Uh, if you buy a property with a low enough value, you can get you know uh, the stamp duty taken off. So there's no mm. stamp duty involved. So all of these things can add 30 grand, 40 grand to your life <laughs> because yes. you don't have to pay any of those fees. Yes. Oh, amazing. And whereas years ago, yeah, we had to pay the 40 grand to get into a house. Right. And so, yeah, again, young people have got these great opportunities. If you're a single parent, it's 2% deposit to get mm. into a place. That's right. So, yeah, we, we've got some good, good support there. Uh, and again, just got to work through how it looks. Yeah, great. And another interesting one was if you've owned a home in the past, but that was more than 10 years ago, you can still qualify for that, mm. that program, which is a new thing. That's yeah. very, which is great. Yeah. Great for some, I'm sure there's some people in that category here who yep. thought they could never get back in the market, but maybe could now. Yeah. Um, 
So for more on that, just go back and listen to episode 42 mm. of our first home buy episode, which was really great by Lockie and Archie. And <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that episode. So give it a listen. So I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah. There's so many ways in which young people can do well in Australia um, today. And whilst young people do will face their own unique challenges in society, there's still plenty of opportunities to build wealth. Mm. And I love what you said, Archie. Be, it's about being flexible, having a good mindset. Yeah. And understand that time is on their side. And if they can get mm-hmm. some of this knowledge now, they can really set up an amazing future for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the key is to get help. You know, don't do it alone. Um, mm. That's why we created Waymaker to help people get these mindsets that they need, um, but also to get the, the expert help that they need uh, around their finances and being able to move forward and, you know, knock out the noise, knock out all the distractions and actually take action because uh, action is always the key. <laughs> you know, if we, if we think about things, I know plenty of people that have thought about things their whole life and they still have nothing. Mm. <laughs> and, <Yes>. you know, <laughs> uh, so thought doesn't actually do anything. Action is where we actually do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to take action. And, and I think that's where the negativity, you know, stops young people from taking action. Right. So, so we're definitely here to help and, and help people take action. Mind Over Money is for education purposes only and does not consider your personal financial situation. If you'd like to speak to someone about your personal finances, including a home loan, head to our website at waymakerpodcast.com.au and click Get Financial Help to connect with one of our wealth partners. <laughs>